and welcome to the Icon Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Alona. I'm the Operations Director at Icon, and I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor. And we are doing this podcast because we believe that investing in leaders is what makes the church thrive. We're in season two on relational practices. Uh, and all of that has been around this idea of a rule of life. And so if you missed the first two episodes, go back and listen to them because they're good. Uh, and what we're starting now is week by week, we're going to dig into a spiritual discipline each time and talk about the pragmatic side. Where do we, what do we do? Where do we start? What does it look like if I've never tried it before? And hopefully answer a lot of the questions we might have about spiritual disciplines. So uh, this week we are talking about peace needs a guide and thinking about what it means to read our Bible. So Justin, why is that important for us? Yeah, good question. Uh, so one of the things I want to reiterate about this whole series is um, this is not primarily a series about spiritual practices. This is a series about finding peace in an anxious world, right? We live in a moment, if you're watching this some months or years later, um, where we are in the middle of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so we are doing this series to uh, help people find peace in an anxious world. And it just so happens that what God has given us to find that peace are these spiritual practices, mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about the Bible in particular um, and how specifically it helps us find peace in an anxious world, I, I, that's the question I think we want to answer this morning. So there's, in large part, because there's a million things we could talk about when it comes to the Bible. It's a massive book, tons of implications. Yeah. So many books have been written about it. it we could go in a, a lot of different directions. So what I want to draw our attention to is um, why we want to go to the Bible during this anxious time in order to find peace. And the number one reason is because it is in the scriptures that we can find God, right? So we can find God in, a, in, in what we call general revelation, right? In the oceans and the forests and the and people and all of that. Like in a general way, we see the outcome of God. In, in the scriptures, we see uh, divine revelation in a very precise and specific way. We actually see the story of God played out, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I think we have gone to the scriptures in the past is to find information or data about God. And what I want us to really think about during this season especially, but honestly at any time, is to go to the scriptures not to know things about God, but to know God. Right mm -hmm. to find God, to learn about Him, let His presence in the Scriptures kind of wash over us in that sense. Now, this can seem like semantics; it can seem like splitting hairs, and there's not a massive difference in terms of what you would do in a given moment um, between going to the Scriptures for God and going to the Scriptures to kind of learn things about God. Right? Mm -hmm. We're still reading; we're still doing it by ourselves. There's a lot of it that's very similar. I think the biggest difference is the posture that yeah. we take when we sit in front of the scriptures, right? And the, the kind of information that we're looking for and paying attention to. And so what I would encourage us in this time is to go to the scriptures looking for how God responds to people's needs, right? How God responds emotionally, how God responds really practically, tangibly to David in the Psalms when he's crying out to God, to the Israelites when they're enslaved, to Jesus as he goes about his ministry, mm -hmm. to Paul and the apostles in Acts as they kind of spread the gospel. 
So see God, how God moves in response to human need as a way not to, not, not to accumulate data points about him, but to feel the love and, and presence of God in people's times of need. So that's number one. We go to the Bible as a guide to who God is, mm-hmm. right? Second, we want to go to the scriptures to know ourselves more honestly. Yeah, absolutely. There is a constant barrage of messaging about who we are in our world today, about who you are. And and they're they're telling us kind of what we want to hear about ourselves, that we're awesome, we're great, we're just this close to being the next YouTube star or something. Uh, Is that still a thing? And, and here's the reality. You're not awesome. Yeah, not bummer. you specifically. Thank you. But you, <laughs> generally, you generally are not awesome. And, <laughs> and not on the edge of YouTube superstardom. Um, and, and, and even if you were, that that doesn't really matter, right? Like, so we go to the scriptures to, to see ourselves in the mirror of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like they reflect back to us the reality of our hearts and the sure. reality mm-hmm. of, of who we are. And I think that's a great gift to us in anxious in anxious times mm-hmm. to be able to find peace by finding our kind of true and honest selves that really i think creates greater security for who we are right in in a moment like this last one of the reasons we're talking about that the scriptures are a guide and that peace needs a guide is that a guide helps us navigate uncharted waters mm-hmm. right a guide helps us navigate a place we've never been before and this is a place we've never been before. 1,000%. Right? Yeah. This is an anxious moment um, that none of us have ever walked through before. And the scriptures can be the guide that helps us make sense of the world around us. Right? Mm-hmm. First, by ex- exposing who God is. Second, by exposing who we are. Third, by exposing just what the world is. Beginning in Genesis, that this world was created for our good as an expression of God's love for us. And that, that it is still inherently good. Yeah. And yet... Genesis 3 happens and spoiler alert, it goes bad, right? Like that, that we, you know, that things are broken and there is a brokenness to the world that ought to shape the way we interact with it. So when, when we talk about the scriptures being a guide that, that will help us find peace in an anxious world, that's kind of what we mean. Absolutely. And so one thing that we really profoundly believe is that to start on that path, you have to begin where you are, because there's no point in assuming that if you've never opened the Bible or read the Bible, that you'll know where to start or what to read or how even to understand this thousands year old text that you're reading. Um, And so where, where should we start? What should we consider as we embark on this? Yeah. Uh, if you if you have no exposure to the scriptures at all, I would just say a couple of things on the front end. One is um, the Bible is really a collection of books um, that were written by uh, dozens of different people over thousands of years across multiple continents, mm-hmm. um, and it is a collection of those things. It is um, a collection of different genres. Uh, it, it's a it's a vast kind of trove of knowledge and literature. It's the greatest book ever written in, in, very, in a very real sense. And so what that means is different parts of it are going to be read differently, right? And so you might have heard people talk about, well, do you take the Bible literally or not? And it's kind of a silly question because there's poetry and you never take poetry literally unless you're a poetry teacher and then stop, please. No. <laughs> yeah, as an English teacher, you still don't take it literally. Okay, good. Uh, so... Maybe seriously is what I yeah, meant, okay. you know? Um, 
So uh, you're, you're going to approach different different genres of scripture differently. Yeah. So the beginning of the Bible is written as history, right? The beginning of the Old Testament is the history of Israel, right? Um, then you get into wisdom literature, which mm -hmm. is more poetic. And then the back of the Old Testament is prophetic literature, which is highly allegorical and metaphorical. And then you get to the Gospels, which is a pretty kind of blow-by-blow -blow account of Jesus' life. Acts, uh, a description, and narrative of the early church, and then the epistles. So from Romans all the way through the end of Third John uh, are writings from uh, disciples, apostles of Jesus to uh, different churches or different people, kind of explaining mm -hmm. theological ideas or, or practical ministry ideas. And then Revelation, just crazy. Don't start there. Super. Um, <laughs> so if you've never read the Bible, don't start in Revelation. It's or just, do it could be exciting. Yeah. Well, that's true, uh, but. Um, so I would say that, know what you're reading. Mm -hmm. Second, um, Bible translations are an important thing to know if you're brand new to this thing. I would start with either the ESV, the English Standard Version, which is what we use, or the Message Bible, which is highly readable. It's a little bit more of a paraphrase, um, which makes it a little more readable, a little, a little bit less precise, mm -hmm. but it's a good place to start. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, if, if you are brand new, I would recommend probably starting in the Gospel of John. But whatever you do, read it with someone else who at least knows a little bit more than you. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's, uh, it's just not wise to pick up really any piece of important literature and read it by yourself even more so the scriptures, because there's just stuff in there that you go, what are they referencing? What are they talking about? So read it with someone, pick an, something accessible like the Gospel of John and then uh, read it with somebody else. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because we apply that in every other context in our lives. Like yes. If we're trying to pick up a skill, we do it with somebody who can actually help teach us that. Yes. So let's talk through just some basic approaches, like how might I study the Bible? Yeah, let me start with what you shouldn't do. Uh, and, and in general, um, I think people uh, pick kind of the worst version of Bible reading often and then get into it and go, this is terrible. And we go, yeah, that's terrible. You shouldn't do that. Which is reading like two or three chapters at a time in a sitting and then, and then being like, okay, what did I just read? And trying to figure that out. Either, um, uh, read really small sections of scripture and really dig into them because mm -hmm. there's no rush uh, and and uh, or read really big you know sections of scripture like read an entire book in one setting or read the whole Bible in six months or something like that like either try to get a piece a, a vision for the whole or go down really small and take like section by section by section. Um, and I would, I would start with section by section if I were you. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think everybody needs to read the whole Bible in a, a fairly short timeline. I, I read it once in 30 days. Don't recommend that. It's a lot. Uh, basically, I did nothing else. Didn't shower for 30 days. But it was worth Everyone it. Everyone stayed away. For the Lord. For the Lord. Okay, so two things. One is uh, the probably the most popular method of Bible study is called the inductive Bible study method. We're gonna put some resources on the show page um, that, that can kind of teach you how to do the inductive Bible study method. But it's basically take a short to medium length uh, passage of scripture and then just go line by line, word by word. It helps you understand like, okay, what are the verbs? What are they saying? Well, how are they communicating? How is, how is this passage shaped? And it's really just like unearthing all of the pieces of a passage. And it's a bit more technical um, in the sense that it's trying to get you to learn like what is the what is the scripture trying to do what was the yeah. author trying to accomplish the other that is on the other end of the spectrum 
that um, again, I don't want to go into, but we'll, we'll put resources on the show page is what we call Lectio Divina. And Lectio Divina is a really old way of reading the scriptures that's far more meditative, right? So you're going to take a shorter section of scripture, maybe just five to 10 verses at the most, um, and you're going to go through a four-part process. First is what they call the Lectio. You read it, right? You're going to read through that passage slowly five, ten times, like just over and over and over. Just read it so you understand what's happening in the text. And you begin to kind of form some questions from it and try to understand what it, what's going on and what's happening. The second is, the in the Latin, the meditatio, or meditate, for those of you who don't speak Latin. <laughs> We're going to be all tapped out on our Latin by the end uh, of this. <laughs> and, and so in the meditate, we, we kind of meditate on that passage. What are some things that came out initially mm -hmm. in the first couple readings? What are some things that came out in the readings 8, 9, and 10? Like what, what was there? Meditate on, on the actual content of it. What questions do you have? What things struck your heart in unique ways? Um, and then third, oratio or prayer. Um, we're going to pray, uh, pray that God would reveal the scriptures, mm -hmm. pray for the specific things we learned and read that were impressed upon our hearts while going through the meditation part. And then last, the contemplatio, the contemplation. Uh, just <laughs> wanted to translate that for you. Thank you. I don't think I could have understood what I it meant. <laughs> don't either. So uh, the contemplation part is again, like now what? What are we gonna do with this? What, 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 is the, what do next steps look like? How are we going to deal with the implications of this passage uh, in our lives? So um, I think that's, uh, those are two kind of ends of the spectrum, ways in which you can go about it. The big idea is pick manageable sections of scripture that you can sit with and, and really understand. I would be interested to hear from you, like what your practices are with scripture reading, like this kind of stuff, but also time and place and setting, like what's been most effective for you? Yeah, for sure. And I think um, part of that is the reality of like the Bible being a physical book, but we also have it on technology. And I think that's something that for me uh, is really important to wrestle through in terms of like the time that I will read the Bible. So a practice for me is like leaving my phone off in the morning and grabbing physical Bible to read and oftentimes doing something like Lectio Divina um, to kind of have something smaller to focus on in the morning uh, and hopefully orient the day shorter things that then I could remember as the day goes on. Um, I think that's really important. I think um, in particular with like the role of technology, there's a lot of beauty in terms of like access to scripture that we have during the day. So like there are Bible apps, uh, legitimately the Bible app that you can download um, that will give you like a daily reminder for scripture of the day uh, and things to use to, to help you meditate on, on the word. And I think that's also a helpful practice for me is uh, sometimes it's nice when somebody else curates the content and you don't have to think it through for yourself, but sure. to do uh, a Bible reading plan or something like that, I think is always really helpful. Yeah. Uh, are there any cons to uh, technology and Bible? <laughs> I don't know, Justin. <laughs> I think so. So um, she's an early adopter with technology and has just really formed her whole life around technology. Yes, some of us are just young. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a bit of a skeptical eye on this. 
Um, here's here's the only thing I'd say. I, I agree with everything she's saying. Um, I have used the Bible app uh, in my younger, less mature years. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I love I love all that, and I have I do use the Bible app for my read through the Bible in a year. I try to read through the Bible every single year, and have normally used the Bible the Bible app to curate that for me. Um, my my fear with it is that we largely, as a people, not anybody in particular, not you specifically, but you generally, um, <laughs> don't have the discipline to not get distracted. And and I, I, I say that for myself. Like that's why this year I've gone away from the Bible app and I printed out a piece of paper that I mark, you know, as I go through the passages, because. It's just, you've got the whole world in that thing. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's eternity in your screen. <laughs> yeah. And so the moment you flip up the screen, it is literally actively, aggressively trying to take your attention. And that feels like, um, feels like having an AA meeting in a bar, right? Uh, is that an illustration I can use? <laughs> Too late. Because uh, you did. <laughs> so it just feels like, the whole point of coming to the Lord in the scriptures or in prayer is focus, meditation, attention on him, lack of distraction, and yet we use the very thing that is professionally distracting, right? Like that it's, is its whole purpose. So that would be my, my tension in that, that I feel, and my warning is, make sure you go through whatever steps you gotta go through to shut it all down, distraction-wise, um, and, and and then probably still open a real Bible. Because the Bible doesn't ding at you. That's, it's called do not disturb. <laughs> you can turn it on your phones. And I like that you use the word tension, because I think that's really what it is, is this is an incredible tool like to be able to use that. Um, for instance, there is uh, the Read Scripture app, which is really great because it's in conjunction with a Bible project. So if you're brand new to Scripture, they'll have a video for every book of the Bible yeah. to just give you context so you understand what you're reading. So there's great ways to leverage it, but I like that idea of the tension. Like We need to acknowledge that uh, a tool that has been designed to distract us will if we give it the space to. And so I think just being wise and discerning for ourselves about the space that we give it. And there are also creative ways to make sure that it doesn't take away and distract from you. Yeah. So I like, we're gonna leave it on the tension. We both win the end. <laughs> All right, so to close, uh, in takeaway, what would we say? Are we playing soccer here? We yeah. can't both win. <laughs> no, we're not All right, uh, here's what I would say. Uh, find a method that works, because even if it's what you can do is a verse, a paragraph, whatever, and really get into that thing, and you got five minutes, and but, but whatever you can actually do, mm -hmm. start there. Uh, begin where you are, and then take next steps. So whatever you know, whatever your life will allow, whatever your attention span will allow, whatever your level of whatever will allow, do that. But do it regularly and do it every day, and see yourself grow in that practice. Um, because there's, you know, we're not asking everyone to be a Bible scholar. It's not necessary to to allow the Bible to be your guide, which is the whole point of this, right? So let the Bible be your guide, but it can't be your guide if you're not in it, right? It can't guide you if you're not walking with it. So walk with scriptures in whatever way you can. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, we have show notes um, where we're going to have tons of resources for you to check. So would encourage you to go to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast. 
See all the show notes, see the resources, everything we're going to link there for you. And we really hope this content will be valuable to you. Let us know by liking it, subscribing to it, uh, interacting with us so that we know what you think. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. To see our show notes and other episodes, head to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast.